0: Right, uh, um, there's going to be lots going on this morning. Um, I, I was just thinking back there, we're going to have three Ps this morning. We're going to have a bit of preaching. We're going to have a bit of pottery. And we're going to have a bit of printing. Okay, so I, I'm going to ask my two assistants if they can come forward and they can they can start what they need to do. And I have to say, they're not particularly happy assistants. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they did have their arms twisted. So, it's, oh, Fran is around. Okay, so... Uh, uh, I just want to thank them publicly for coming up because uh, I'm a bit frightened there behind me and I can't see what's happening. But uh, um, what, what's going to happen is uh, Deb, who's my cousin, uh, comes to the church. He's going to do some pottery. Okay, and I, I just want you to, if you want to, you listen to me, but watch that as well because I, I think you can really learn and God wants to speak through that. There's a really interesting bit in pottery where they just throw it onto the wheel and there's a steadying, a time of steadying. Okay, and you know, God will speak through that as you watch, and Fran's going to do some printing, she's got a letterpress, and um, uh, the letter press that's how the Bible used to be printed on a machine like that, and uh, these two are looking to become part of Good Soil Project, and my heart is to see people getting creative, and our God is a creative God, and uh, he wants us to create, so um, this is a little bit different this morning, um, but just just go with it folks and uh just just have a look and we'll we'll go to them at the end see what they they have to make and see what comes out but um uh, i suppose the theme of today jim do you think you could slam that down a bit whilst i go on is is putting our hands in into his hands okay and and that's what i'm looking at this morning and richard asked me to to be encouraging today and help us to look at mission yeah that's great um I wanna take you back to the summer of 98. My wife is behind me and she might get a bit cross, okay? Okay? The summer of 98 and my second date with Fran, okay? The first one, I'd wooed her, okay? The second one, I, was, I wasn't living in Worcester at the time and Fran was, she'd returned back from university. And we were, I was walking back from the city walls road having just been to a a pub in town. And as I was walking back, I slipped my hand into hers. And and there was a gentle squeeze from her. And I thought, this is good. Okay, okay. (laughs) And she's cross now, I've got no doubt about that. (laughs) Oh, it's my daughter, is it? Right, okay, sorry about that. But what happened there, what's symbolic about that is I put my hand in Fran's hand and from there my life changed, okay? Two years later we got married, okay? We moved down to Dorset, all right? We had, we had three children down in Dorset. We, we felt the Lord challenge us uh, t- for me to leave my job at that point and come back to Worcester where we had another child, okay? And in that we met Jim and, and that's why I'm here today speaking. my notes at this point it says there'll be lots of whooping (laughs) after after two minutes get them all to sit back in their chairs but 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 okay what I'm saying is that changed my life okay me putting my hand in Fran's hand because we were identified together and it changed we started making plans together okay we're identified as one and it changed the course of my life. Okay? Change the course of yours, Fran? Yeah, <laughs> she's still smiling. Okay? When we put our life in God's hands, it changes the course of our life. Or it should do. Okay? Decisions are affected by Him, it's a relationship. It's like a marriage, isn't it? And it affects us. I've just been reading a book. I don't know whether anybody's read this book. I was just in a a charity shop and I saw it. It's called Salvation Song by Marcus Green. I don't know him. I just bought it for a quid. And I thought it was really, I thought it was, it's just been a a real good book. And I just want to read a a section from it for you. Um, If an Eskimo from the Arctic Circle were taken without any warning to the Sahara Desert in the hottest part of the year, he would look out from his air-conditioned hotel room, see the brilliant sunshine and the clear blue skies, then put on his thickest, furriest coat and boots before daring to open the door and step outside. It might seem strange to us, but to the Eskimo, the clear days, the days when the sun is brightest, are among the very coldest days. There will be no fresh snow because the temperature has plunged far below that level. So he sees the Saharan sun for the first time, and judges it wrongly by his own experience. The African tribesman, who formed the other part of the exchange visit, would find himself in a similar situation. In the far north, the sky is blue, the sun low but clear, the sand appears strangely white, obviously a hot day. He might have a cool shirt for protection against the burning sun, or he might just go out in in very little at all. The surprise of the Arctic really would have anything, well, sorry, uh, the surprise of the, uh, the Arctic reality would, if anything, be more shocking than the Eskimo's African experience. Okay? Both characters, of course, find the world rewritten. The Eskimo feels himself drowning in sweat because of the great heat, and the tribeman, tribesman nearly freezes on the spot. What, have they, what they have spent their whole lives learning that certain skies mean certain weather is desperately inadequate in the new situation surrounding them. If they are going to make it, make a go of it in their new environments, they need to learn new responsibilities, new reactions, new habits, and new clothing customs pretty quickly. When we come to faith as Christians, we are like that African in the Arctic. The world around us has just changed beyond all telling, and we have to adapt ourselves to the whole new life. Everything has just turned itself the right way up. Every fibre of our being wants to swap it all back to the ways we used to know. The old ways, the comfortable, familiar ways. But it's not the new world we discover that needs changing. It's our hearts and wills that suddenly need to be retaught Everything we thought we knew. The things that we were at the heart of our lives have moved. And I thought that was just a, a great picture, isn't it? You know, of when we come to Christ, our whole life changes. Our reaction, we, we should be seeing things differently. And there needs to be change. When I was a single man, I thought about myself. But as, a, as, as I put my hand in my, my girlfriend's, then my wife's, we did things together. We made, our decisions were together. And that's the heart of the Christian life, isn't it? We now see things differently. And, and the importance of putting our hand in his. And we often sing, we've sung there today, uh, we're children of God, aren't we? We are children of God. That is our identity. That's our identity, and and I want to encourage you in your identity today as children of God. What does that mean? What are you? Who are you? And uh, I'm, I've got three passages that I want to look at this morning. The first one is John twenty-one, one to six. There you go. Okay. All right. And here I, I just re- I just read it out. Um, just. Yeah, afterwards Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, uh, and uh, from Cana in the Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and the two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, We'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, Haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. It's an interesting story, this is, isn't it? Because Jesus has appeared to the disciples twice after his resurrection. Okay, then for some bizarre reason, they say, we're going fishing. We're going back to what we did, to what we were, fishing but in Luke five, Jesus had called them to be fishes of men. Okay, that's what he had called them to do. All right, to be fishes of men, and they hadn't received instruction to go fishing. They went fishing on their own. That was their own mindset that took them fishing, and it wasn't working. And I, th- I think to us there's an important point there that we are. Our identity is in Christ. First and foremost, so some of you, I'm just looking, thinking of the jobs, building, teachers, mothers, okay? Primarily, you're a child of God before those things, okay? And Jesus wants to go with you in those places, okay? And, and that's, what, that's what he wants us to do, and he wants to be with us in those places because we are glory carriers for him in what we do. And our identity is in him first. Okay? And what happened? These guys caught nothing. Then Jesus rocks up on the scene. And he gives them a simple instruction. Cast your nets over on the right. And they get this big haul of fish. And uh, when he's identified with them, things happen. And things change. And uh, after that after being identified they are then fed okay and as children of God God's heart is to feed us they went on the beach and had some breakfast as part of my ministry is breakfasting and I love it okay all right but God wants to feed us in our situations Okay, so we're talking about trials and situations and different characteristics of God. You know, if you're struggling, God wants to give you strength in that situation. He gives you food for every situation that you face. But are we identifying ourselves with him? Are we feeding off him? Okay? Because after that point, he restored and commissioned Peter. And folks, that's God's heart to us, is to commission us in what we do. As a child of God okay, Alright? because he wants us to be glory carriers for him. Okay, it's interesting what he said to Peter, wasn't it? I want you to go and feed my lambs. Now, this is really deep theology. He didn't mean, I want you to go and feed some sheep. <laughs> this, was, this was people related, okay? Jesus was telling him, go and feed my people, Okay. And God's heart is for you to connect with people to reveal his glory. Okay? That's what Pete—that's what he was saying to Peter. Okay? That's what he wanted to do. He wanted the light of Jesus to flow through. And we are called the light of the world today. And what I love about this is Jesus was specific to Peter here. And the Lord wants to be specific to you and to me. As children of God, he wants to feed us. He wants to commission us in what you are, and in what you're doing. And I, I just want to encourage you to, to take him with you, to put your hand in his, and to go with him. Because he wants to take you on a journey, okay? And he, he wants to show you great things, and mighty things, okay? In the situations you're in, okay? And that is the heart of God, okay? So he wants you to be taking the glory of God into your schools. I was just thinking, where do retired people go? Into your cafes. (laughs) That's all you seem to do. (laughs) I'm only joking. (laughs) Okay? Into what you do. Don't, I mean, sometimes we speak these words over ourselves that are are not of God. Okay? And I, I particularly feel strongly about retired people. Okay? That God's got a ministry for you to do. Okay? And he wants to use you okay? But if you take that word retired on, that worldly word, it, it's, a, it's almost a word of relaxation. And that's not God's heart, okay? God has got, a, he wants to commission you and he wants to work through you, okay? You need to take that on board, retired people. Moms, I feel strongly about you as well, okay? That God wants to use you, okay? And work through you, okay? And be excited about that. You're a child of God and a mother, and that is exciting. Do you know that? Okay. The world may not think that, but God does. Okay. And be, be strong in that. And, you know, I can say that about a few professions. Take the glory of God. Okay. That's your identity. And feed and go. Okay. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> All right. Something else about that. Well, what we, what's going to happen now, okay, is Jim is, oh, look. Deb's doing a little bit of... Is this the first one? So she's making a, a pot there. All right. Is it going okay? Oh, the first one didn't. All oh, right. Okay. Okay, I, I did have a little go at this myself. And it, it's, it's, uh, it isn't easy. So Deb uh, studied ceramics at university. She hasn't done it for quite a few years. And now she's, she's, she's just bought this. And uh, we're looking to introduce this to the project. Okay, now Jim's going to have a little go. I had got somebody lined up, but but um, this isn't for a laugh, it is, it is funny, I'm not knocking anybody for laughing, but but what this is, is Jim is going to put his hand in Deb's and receive instruction on how to do stuff. And as a nation, you know, I, I can remember the old generation game where it's a bit of a laugh, these things, isn't it? But but in reality, when we're putting our hand in God's, we're we're trusting Him to lead us. And guide us, and shapers, and formers. Okay, so we're going to have a laugh. I'm not saying please don't laugh, but but that that is the heart of what we're doing with God, isn't it? Okay, and Jim might make a mistake. So Deb, when you're ready, don't, don't rush. But then give him give him the nudge, nudge, and he can have a little go. But it's it's out of our comfort zone, isn't it? You know, sometimes where God wants to take us is out of our comfort zone. Okay, but when He says it. It is good, okay? It is good because he wants to bless you and show you great and mighty things, okay? The next thing I, I want you to look at is, is our responsibility. As children of God, we, we can read some of the passages, preach, preach the gospel, heal the sick, make disciples of all people. And when we, when, we, when we read that, we can think, oh, we can be really burdened by that okay but that's not God's heart for us to be burdened by that and this this excites me this bit because it's it's not about doing those things it's about being united with him and then those things happening okay that's what it's about because we can't do those things but with in partnership with god we can Okay, and those things can happen. I just, I just want to have a le- little look about, at Isaiah 58, 6 and 9. 6 to 9. Okay, and uh, I have to say, I, I got this from... Uh, Nev, who's from the Good Soil Project as well, has, has been looking at farming God's way. And there's four principles. And I don't know what those four principles are. I keep forgetting. <laughs> and, and one of those principles is, is planting on time. Planting on time. That's one of those principles. And in here... Uh, in this passage of Isaiah, we see that God is rebuking the people. They're talking about fasting. They're talking about outward appearances of worship when inwardly they're in a right mess, okay? And they're not doing what God has instructed. So I'll just read it. Is, is, is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide poor, the poor wanderer with shelter, when you see the naked, to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rearguard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you uh, do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and the malicious talk. So... He, he's saying you've got a religious form here. You're doing things religiously. And I've, I don't want that. You're, you're neglecting the poor. You're neglecting these things. And I want you, he gives them some simple instructions like, clothe the naked, help the poor, okay? And those are, those are simple instructions he gives them. But the exciting bit is he says, I will be your rear guard, okay? The glory of God will come behind you, okay? These people were, were not doing that. They, they didn't care about people, okay? And God wants us to demonstrate our faith. And when you have a heart for God, you'll have a heart for other folk, okay? Is everybody with me? <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> Everybody's looking over there, which is understandable. But when you have a heart for God, you'll have a heart for other people, Okay? Who you work with, who you connect with. All right? And God, as it says in here, wants to manifest His blessings and glory. That's His heart. But these people were blocking it. They were blocking it. Okay? And God wants us to be open. He wants us to have His hand in His and follow simple instructions. Do the things that we can do, then God will come and do the impossible. And what I mean by that is. I want to show you an example here. <coughs> okay? I'm gonna, who likes gardening? Okay? Now, you, you, I'm going to knock some of you gardeners because you're not as good as you think you are. And it's, okay? And this is, this, this, I have to say, at Good Soil, God's just been speaking to me so much. We can, we, can, we can learn so much. So does anybody know what this is? It's an oak tree. Okay? It's about 18 months old. Okay? And do you know whose oak tree this is? It's mine and God's. Okay? It's mine and God's. Okay? What's happened here is I took an acorn about 18 months ago. All right? And I put it in the soil and I've done a little bit of watering. I've done the thing that I could do. Then God's glory came. Bang! Boom! And a miracle happened. And this growth comes. I didn't do that. But I put my hand in God's hand, and we had this thing happen. Okay? And it's a miracle. So you gardeners, you don't have to talk some rubbish. Okay? (laughs) Honestly, honestly, you do little bits. You do what God tells you to do, and boom, God comes. Okay? And gardeners, you're putting your hand in the Creator's hand, and you are seeing some amazing things happen. Okay? And what a story that is. We're working on, I work on the Good Soil Project, which is a Christian charity. And can I tell you, I mean, it's called Good Soil, but reality, the soil was garbage, okay? Because tarmac had it, and they took all the goodness out of the soil. But over the past six years, we've been tending to that soil. We've been putting sheep muck on it, uh, sorry, chicken muck on it. We've been putting dead leaves on it. And that soil is coming back to life, okay? a revival is happening in that soil. This year when we were digging, we've got loads of worms, which is a sign of life. Now that's exciting if you're a farmer. I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing the excitement as I'm speaking here. But it, but it is, okay? And, and that, that, that's, what's, that what, that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to put his, our hand in his. He wants us to do simple things and he comes along; he's our rear guard, okay. And then we see mighty things happen. Can I look at the? Can I look at the the lame man in Acts three? Do you know what happened there, Hillary? Are you listening? No, <laughs> I'm only joking, Hillary. <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry. <laughs> That's what it's meant to be. You're supposed to be looking at that, Hillary. Don't you worry, okay? It's, God speaks through many different forms. But Hillary, carry on looking, please. I'm feeling awful now. Okay. In the, lay, in the story of the lame man in Acts 3, John came across the lame man. Do you know what John did in that? All he did was he picked the man up. And the power of God came and brought healing to that, that lame man. Okay, John just followed a simple instruction of being there, following what the Spirit was doing, and the power and the glory of God came and was his rear guard. Okay, do you understand what I'm saying there? And God wants to work through us and be in us. Okay, when I look at, the, when I look at that, that, that catch in the, in the sea, what happened there? Cast your nets down. Cast your nets down on the right-hand side. He did that. The glory of Jesus was there boom 153 fish okay and that's that's what i want to encourage us to do okay what's jim doing we, he was just asking for oh, i don't know what he's doing at the moment but uh, encounter god says jim gather people and i will be there okay the glory of god and please pray the glory of god will be the rear god okay as we put our hand in his he will turn up okay but it's that simple obedience for us to do what he does a good soil at the moment we, we've just been thinking about purchasing a house so we can home people okay alright I've, uh, I've had prophetic words from this church people at this church talking about me and Fran housing and homing people we've, st- we've started to do that and we had an encounter evening the other day and somebody came up to us uh, Yeah, what did I say? we had an what evening? Yeah, we didn't have an encounter evening. We had a good soil evening. And um, um, after that, somebody came up to to us, contacted us and said, I'll buy you a house. Okay? So somebody prompted by the Holy Spirit of God wants to buy us a house for a quarter of a million pounds. Okay? Now, let me tell you, for two years, I've been thinking about how I could plan that and do that. And I probably got to about two and a half grand. (laughs) Okay? okay and then jesus comes along and boom out the water he is our rear God. okay that's what he wants to do and folks it's those simple acts of obedience that god wants you to do and he wants to hold your hand and for you to see his glory okay and that is what our god is like that's what our god's like and it, it was interesting what jim was saying this morning um Can I, 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 yeah, I've just got this passage. I I didn't give it to you, Dan, sorry. But I just want to read this passage. I was just looking at it the other day. Um, Have I got the right one? Isaiah 41, yeah. Okay. In fact, I'd like us to stand up. And I'd like to to pray this over you. Okay? And I'd, I'd like you to receive this okay this is this is the word of god okay and in this bit in this bit i'm going to go and speak to bill because he's the same size as me as i read this it talks about god wanting to um uphold you in his right hand and he says later on as i read it and it says um it says that he for i am the lord your god i will hold your right hand so as the lord gives right hand there's face-to-face contact okay and that's what god wants to do with you Okay, It's his powerful right hand coming and linking with your right hand and it's face to face. That's the heart of God. And I'm going to just pray this over you and I want you to receive it so you, you can close your eyes, hold your hands out. And this is the word of God being, speak, being spoken to you. And I'd like you to receive this this morning. Okay? This is from Isaiah, it's, uh, Isaiah 41. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God I will strengthen you yes I will help you I will uphold you with my righteous right hand behold all those who were incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced they shall be as nothing and those who strive with you shall perish you shall seek them and not find them those who contend with you, those who war against you, shall be as nothing, as a non existent thing. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. Lord, I just thank you for your heart to meet with us, to take us by the hand and to lead us, and to reveal your character into our lives, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you are good, and we are children of the living God, and we are not alone. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Take a seat, folks. And folks, we need to be speaking those things over us. Okay? Okay, because God wants to show us great and mighty things. Loretta's smiling at me. Loretta was supposed to be where Jim was, but she bottled it this morning. And uh, um, I won't hold that against you, Loretta. So she's smiling at me throughout this, thinking I should be there. uh. (laughs) Okay, my last last, uh, passage I want to look at briefly is, is Psalm 40. So as we're children of God, we do, we're obedient to him. We do the simple things, and he does the impossible things. Okay? And, and then I want us to look at keep reaching out. Keep reaching. And uh, if we look at uh, Psalm 40. If we look at Psalm 40, He said, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire, he set my feet on a rock and he gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Okay, I'm just going to stop there. Now, I, I did this. I looked at this bit um, at Encounter the other day, and I thought, I'll just try it again here, okay? Now, I want you to think that you're a director of a movie, okay? And you've got limitless, limitless money, and you've got to do this scene, okay? So paint a picture. What have we got? What are we looking at? Okay. We've got a slime. Okay, so we've got slime. Okay, we've got a person sinking. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Right now, I'm just going to go up here. I might ask Alex to come up to the stage. If you come up here, Alex, it says I waited patiently for the Lord, and what does it say after that? I, no, Alex, down there, down there, down there. I cried out. I cried out to the Lord. That. That is somebody reaching out to God, isn't it? And in our trials, we're going to have trials in life. And God wants us to reach out to him. And that cry is a symbol of being cried out, being crying out to the Lord, You're wanting a response. And God, that's what God wants from us. He wants us to cry out, to respond to him. So, so how, does, how does the man come out of the pit? He's lifted out, is not he? God lifts him out. So there's got to be, a, there's gotta be a, a lifting up, hasn't there? We've got to be reaching out. Well, I don't know. Okay. Sorry, I hope it's okay this morning. <laughs> but that, that, that need to reach out is essential. And sometimes we don't. We don't. God wants to take us out of that. He wants to take us out of our trials by him showing his glory, okay? But in that, we have to respond to him. We have to react. We have to cry out for him to lift us out, okay? And I, th- I just think that's, that's so important for us and that we're constantly reaching him in, in every situation of our life, okay? And th- this next bit, many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord Blessed is a man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not look on the proud uh, look to the proud to those who turn aside false gods. Many, O oh Lord my God, are the wonders that you have done. Can you say that? Because that's exciting, isn't it? Many, O oh Lord my God, are the wonders that you have done, the things you plan for us no one can recount to you. Were I to speak and tell them, would they be too many to, de- to declare? Okay, so that there the psalmist is talking about the wonderful things God has done, okay? Which is a response to reaching out to him and putting our hand in his and seeing his wonders, okay? And that is the heart of God. And as a church, that's our testimony, isn't it, of what's God's, what God does. And he wants us to carry that out in where we, where we are, in who we meet, Okay? And do you know what? God may be using you to lift somebody out of a slimy pit. I have to say your, your involvement with, in that was pretty poor, but, uh, okay, read that scripture when you get home, because peop- people are in trouble. Okay? There's a, there's a mask on people's faces today, and there's a real deep pain below, and they're in trouble, and God wants to use you. Okay? He wants you to be that person to lift them out, and to help them in Jesus' name, okay? That lame man, that lame man in, in um, Acts 3 has been really speaking to me. Acts 3, verse 6 says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk, okay? And for me on the Good Soil Project, that's my verse at the moment, I want to see people rise up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ. And in fact, as a church, I haven't got the elders' authority on this, but I'll just go with it anyway, Okay? At six minutes past three, every day, start praying that verse, okay? Start praying it that we see start seeing people rise up and walk, okay? Not just Good Soul, but the people you are meeting, the people you, you are engaging with, that we see them rise up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ. Is that exciting? Well, the lame man thought it was exciting, okay? And there's people out there who, believe you me, need to be released from those things, okay? He was a lame man from birth. And let me tell you, there's lots of people who are lame from, from serious issues that need releasing by the power of Jesus' name, okay? I'm telling you that that is... Um, so Fran's printing out a couple of lines on the old hymn. I gave her what I was speaking on, so she's going to give you some cards at the end that you can just take away just to remind you of what's been said today, if you were listening, Hilary. And, <laughs> and... And... and and, and then we've got the pottery here do, do you know what, the lovely thing about the potters you, you, you know, I, I just love you know Jesus wasn't a farmer, he was a carpenter but he spoke a lot about farming there's a, there's a lot of stuff about pottery as well, isn't there and you think, you know, the money that, that, that was used to betray Jesus bought a potter's field potter's field is where all the cracked pots went okay, and Jesus, Jesus bought that land where all the cracked pots were to reform them okay and just in case you're confused yes you're the crackpot and he's he's reforming you okay and that's that's where we're at folks and that that's the exciting thing about this gospel that that mission is so important for you because it shapes and reforms you okay when Peter raised that man up in the power of Jesus' name it affected Peter probably more than it affected the lame man okay, and as you're involved in mission, it does more to you than anybody else, okay, and I want to encourage you, get involved in it, okay, and as I'm saying, just put your hand in God's hands, you do the simple things, he'll do the great things, okay, and that's the heart of mission, that God wants to, to shape, and talking of shapes, Jim, what are we doing? Shh, shh, you all right? Right, you've got a bit on your forehead, did you know that? Yeah, Okay. Alright, and, and I'll, I'll just share one more verse and then, then we're going to sing a hymn to close. Um, I'm excited about this hymn, I don't know. <laughs> um, but but I, I just, this is a verse, uh, people are from the farm will get fed up with me for this. This is when Thomas, um, Thomas um, was there at the resurrection of Jesus. Um, Jesus appeared to Thomas. And um, Jesus said, put your hand in my sides. And Thomas answered him and said, my Lord, my God. I think that's, at the moment that's probably one of the most amazing verses in Scripture for me. Okay? That Jesus, he was resurrected and Thomas had his doubts. And Jesus came and dealt gently with Thomas. And in that, Thomas was able to say, my Lord and my God. Okay? And I just want to say to you today that, that, that God wants to meet with you and answer any issues that you have for you to see his glory and for you to be able to say, my Lord, my God, that we can then sing to others. All right? And that's the heart of Jesus. That's exciting, isn't it? Thank you. I've <laughs> got to get a bit more interactive but what i want to do now is i'm going to uh, i've asked jane and poor old jane she she does a great job in worship i just want to say that to you jane i've i phoned her up monday and i said jane i've dug out this old hymn which i want to sing and i want us to stand and sing this and i've changed the words a little bit um we're going to sing over for a thousand tongues to sing okay but what we're going to do is we're going to change the word thousand to a hundred okay because i'm estimating that there's hundred people here Okay? And it's for us to start singing the glories of God wherever we are and to whoever we meet. Okay? Not in a religious, preachy way, but pointing our hand in God and saying, God, what what do you want me to do here? What do you want me to say here? Might not say anything, might just hug somebody. Okay? We haven't got to give the whole gospel to somebody. Okay? It's just being what God asks us to do uh, in situations. Okay? So, does anybody know over a thousand. Good, we can, We can. good, good. It's an old one, isn't it? Yeah, so, so it's over a hundred songs to sing. I want us to sing this over ourselves, and I want it, us to declare it to God. And I want to thank the musicians for, for doing this for me.